Hi, Super Sports Mom. Welcome to episode three of the Super Sports Mom podcast. My name is Pearl Narenberg. I am your host and the creator of the Super Sports Mom podcast, which is sponsored by my nutrition company, Eat This for Performance. So today we have a special guest who is so dedicated to her kids and to her watching her kids play their sports that she was the mom who brought the potty where I'm talking about those little training potties where you train your kids how to go to the washroom. She brought that to the game while her older kid was playing so that she wouldn't miss a beat and still be able to potty train her kid in the back of the car. So she is just an inspiration, an inspiration to me, and she has some good advice to share. We went over uh, things like how to find your child's passion sport what to do if your kid does get cut from the team they want to play for. And there is another little nugget, a golden nugget in this interview that I just don't want to give away. I want you to listen and hear it because it's a good one. So I'm super excited to introduce Julie Ruley. She is the mom of four. Uh, She's an author, an entrepreneur. She owns multiple businesses. And she is the founder of this wonderful business called Raised to Soar, which is guiding parents of kids about to go off to college, and this would also be good for high school too, to um, able be able to do all the things they need to do to get ready for that big transition. And I am so lucky to have her in my life because when I go through that, I'm definitely going to be taking down all the notes on what she's sharing. She has so much to share, and I am thrilled with this interview because it was so good, and we only just got a few of her stories, so she'll be back on the podcast for sure. So without any more preamble, I'm going to turn you over to the interview, and I hope you enjoy, and I hope you come back for more in the near future. Are you looking for support and insights into the world of sports for your young athlete? Welcome to the Super Sports Mom Podcast, a place for all moms of tiny and mighty athletes who are elite or simply playing to play. This is your place to share, learn, and laugh. I'm a sports dietitian, excellent athlete, and newbie sports mom, inviting you to adventure with me together. So hi, Julie. I'm really happy to have you here on the show as one of my first and founding members of the Super Sports Moms podcast, because you, I know from the short time I've known you, and I've only known you, Julie, for a few months, um, I've heard some amazing sports momming stories, really, that have floored me. And I hope you share, you know, some of those, I might throw them in, but Julie, you've had an amazing experience raising athletic kids, uh, raising confident, like wonderful kids ready for college. Cause that's one of the things that, you know, I have the expert in getting kids ready for college on with us. If you didn't know that, she's going to talk a bit about that. I hope she talks a bit about that and that you have this incredible experience with your kids in their sports. And so I'm curious to know what you know you are what you've gotten being a sports mom like what makes you a sports mom in your mind and i can tell you you're a super sports mom so i want to hear you know what it is that you know you feel um what's your background and what has brought you you know to this point and what sports are your kids still doing because you're still in it 
Well, I really appreciate you having me on today, Pearl. I'm super excited for you. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you over the last, uh, I guess, about six months. And I've learned so much from you. My kids have learned stuff from you. We're now eating cantaloupe after we work out. And there's all kinds of little tidbits. I love I love watching um, you on Instagram. And so do my kids um, following you. But I am... Um, I'm the oldest of four kids, and um, I um, was the only girl and raised in the 60s and the 70s back when girls' sports, um, I think we only had softball as the choice. So very different than my children who have the choice of any sport they would want to play. So as the oldest of four, my dad could not wait for my three brothers to grow up. So I was thrown into the sports arena very young as the first athlete in the family. And um, then when I got to high school, I, I ran track. Eighth grade, my Christmas present was a basketball goal. Not my brother's, the daughter got the basketball goal. So it's always been a part of life. It's part of family to me, I think is the other thing because that's one place you can share as a family on the court, on the course, on the field, on the ice. Um, that I love. That, And I've always tried to do sports that my children can play for a lifetime. Like I, they've had golf clubs in their hands since they were four because that's a sport they will play for a lifetime. Maybe they won't play that in high school or college, but it's still a sport. And um, I now have four children and three daughters and a son. And my oldest, um, being the firstborn, we tried every sport. You know, I think that's, oh, you gotta be in this. Oh, you have to be in this. And I had her try everything and she ended up in golf. And so she played four years varsity golf. At, when, um, when did she make that choice to be in golf? Because like if she's playing all these sports. No. Well, and the funny thing is, and I will say this, my twins play varsity soccer. They're in high school and my son is also in high school and he plays um, baseball. And let me just tell you, I prayed for someone to pick an indoor sport. No. Everybody <laughs> picked outdoor sports. I'm like, can I please go inside for one season of the year? I'm outside all year. Um, but I think she... It's kind of funny, and I, I, I wanted to say this too when I'm talking to moms with four children, um, three girls and a boy. One was an only child for five years. Two of them are twins. Like the dynamics could not be different. There is nothing the same it, it, trying to figure out sports for them. And what I learned was you, I want my children to get up and want to go to practice. I want them to come off the field or the course or the ice going, I did my best and I'm, I'm happy I did that. And this is where I want to be. And they may not have gone down the sports path I would have picked for them, but I gave them every opportunity for every sport in the beginning. And if you just watch and you listen, they, they pick theirs. Like my son, Max, incredibly patient child, like for a boy, crazy and patient. Baseball is a great sport for a patient child. Mm. Yeah. They, you have to be very patient in baseball. Parents have to be very patient because you sit for very long periods of time. <laughs> Not much happens sometimes. Right. So, you know, I think I just let them figure it out. And, and Skylar's, as you know, Max is patient. So baseball's good. He's not a, like a hitter and a fighter, you know, like football would be. I mean, he didn't grow. Now he's super tall, but he didn't grow when he was young. So he kind of fell out of the, we played football a little bit in middle school, but it just wasn't comfortable for him when the guys were, you know, two feet taller than him hitting him. Um, but Skylar didn't want to run. I put her in baseball. I, I mean, softball. I put her in volleyball. I put her in um, soccer. She didn't want to run. And she grew up playing golf, sitting in a golf cart. 
she loved it and incredibly gifted like so not a lot of lessons yeah so she has this gift this hidden and so she does have a sport that she loves and she's gifted at which is nice to see yes it was nice how, how like tell me about those times where you watched her try the sport yes and not love it like what was what what was the time frame there was it from day one was it out the gates or did it happen like mid-season that's a great question um volleyball was that volleyball was the issue like she liked softball she played softball actually in high school I, I should say that she played freshman and sophomore year but then golf became more important and she couldn't do both she did both for two years it was just too much junior and senior year um but volleyball which i loved the sport did not know much about loved being at every game it was awesome she played in middle school um she just wasn't good at it and that's hard as a parent because you go, well, we could get lessons. Well, we, you know, we, and I think not being good at something just made her, it made it harder. It made it harder. So as a parent, you encourage, you know, well, we could try something different. So she played for two seasons as, as much as maybe she didn't want to play the second season. That's amazing. My, my thought is we're not going to quit or give up until we have figured out why we don't want to play the sport. Mm -hmm. Just because it's hard is not a good enough reason to walk away for me as a mom. Right. Um, or if you don't have the right friends on your team, um, you can't, that's not a good enough reason to walk away. So I wanted to make sure that we weren't leaving just because she didn't want to play. And in the end, she, it was not her sport. She was not good enough. And um, there were other sports she was better at. And that's when you figure that out. That was middle school. Okay, mm -hmm. this is what you are better at. And why do you think that, why do you think it's like some sports just come naturally to your kids? Like, is it the patience? Is it their attitude, physical, like abilities, like just pop out like that for golf? I mean, that could have easily been volleyball. I mean, it's hand-eye coordination. Um, golf well, is it's a mental, it, golf is a mental game. You know, golf is a mental game okay. and, and you're playing against yourself really. And you she's just very good at self-analysis. That's why not every kid could do that. My twins are great at team, at team sports. They're twins. They're in the middle of the family. They're great playing on the soccer field and running around and kicking to each other and making passes. And I think it has a lot. You have to really look at your child and what their characteristics are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things you learn from sports, your kids can learn is work ethic and work effort. And that has nothing to do with the sport, but that has to do with sports. And that is a life lesson. If you get up every day and you practice and you get up every day and you have discipline, that, those are life lessons we're teaching our children through sport. So for me, I'd rather they pick the sport they love so that I can teach that because I can't teach the sport, but I can teach the results of the sport and something that they're going to carry with them the, for a lifetime and, and discipline from a sport and a coach is way better than me teaching that at home. I mean that for you to have a coach partner with you in life lessons and how to be a great person. I mean, my son's baseball coaches are amazing. I mean, we play on a select team plus we play on a school team. Um, we play year round and we travel those, those families are committed to their sons 
those coaches are committed to, to the boys. Actually, my daughter played on an all boys team for two years, but, um, and then she played softball, but boys and the girls, boys and the girls (laughs) back when you didn't do that. Now you do. (laughs) Now it's okay. Um, but, but, you know, Max loves that, that sport. And because he loves it, he works harder at it. Mm-hmm. He loves it. He wants to be there. You know, go, come on, mom, practices in 10 minutes. Like I got to be there. Okay. And I'm like racing around trying to get him to yep. the, you know, yep. in the car, his bag's packed. He's in the car waiting for me. You yep. know, I remember we were late once this year and he said, you know what, mom, I really don't like being late. Mm-hmm. Like we, we could we be on time? I, I don't, I, I just, I want to be there about 15 minutes early. Yeah. And the coach said, if you're there at three, you're late. Mm-hmm. That's when we start. That's yeah. not when you get here. And I went, okay, if I would have said that, that would, he, that wouldn't have had resonated as much as the coach saying, if yeah. I tell you we're practicing at three, you need to be here at two forty-five because three o'clock is when we start. Three o'clock is not when we arrive. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like what a great lesson to teach in life that came from a coach. Those, those lessons were priceless. They totally are. So the, it's like the life lessons that, you know, you know, having played sports, you know, I know having played sports, it has made me the person that I am. Oh, for sure. Like it is exactly like you said, they'll not want it to be late to this day. My university coach had this rule where if you were five minutes early, you were already late. So to this day, if I am not five minutes early or more to something, I start to have a little panic. Yes. I'm going to get in trouble. So it's that, but it's that feeling like you just value people's time because you're on a team. That time value is so huge. Um, and that life lesson goes like that's for life. So they will be you know, more likely to keep their job because they know to show up on time and you know, you know, half of it is showing up. So I love that. Uh, I love that you have this multitude of sports to share with us because I can see that, you know, there's so many stories and um, events that have happened that have shaped your kids through sports. Is there a story that pops out? This is my triumphant um, super sports moms. Is there a story that pops out that's like, you know, you were a part of that child success that day or that moment and you could like feel like one with them. It's that amazing feeling I think as a parent where you're like, ah, I'm so a part of this moment. It's just, I could celebrate with them. It just feels, it feels great. Is there something that pops out? Well, this might be kind of a negative positive, but my son was on a select baseball team and the following year we got asked to try out again, which we were told that there were many other kids trying out um, on the team. So I didn't ask anybody. We didn't talk about it. We just showed up at tryouts and we realized we, there were only two of us there. So my thought very quickly, because he was super excited. We'd done some extra lessons. This was the very first year he played select and the anxiety inside me seeing what was going on. I thought, Oh my gosh, we did not get asked back. Nobody, we're, people aren't trying out for the team. We didn't get asked back. And what, how am I, what am I going to say to Max? Like, this is a really big deal for him to make this team. All of his friends played. We'd played with them the whole year. We'd traveled with them. And long story short, he did not make the team. And I watched the coach, who I was incredibly disappointed. I watched the coach do the tryout. He didn't look at Max. Um, 
he looked down at his clipboard. He had like incredible hits, like probably the best he'd ever, ever played. Coach didn't even watch. So the lesson was that that coach had his mind made up before we ever showed up. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm glad I didn't know that because Max walked out onto that field and into that whole entire tryout thinking he would give his best. Like he, and if I would have said, you know, you're probably not going to make it or you're trying out, you're the only one trying out, we didn't get asked back, I would have changed the whole course of how that event went. So as far as Max knew, everybody else was doing it. I, he came back and he goes, where's everybody? And I said, you know what? I think they have multiple tryouts. Like, I guess we're the only ones at this one. Oh, okay. Super upbeat, super excited. Get in the car. He's like, did you see how, I said, oh my gosh, you were amazing. I'm so proud of you. I cannot believe how, how great your hitting is. I mean, it was just awesome. For three, three days, he goes, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? And I said, nope, they haven't posted yet. And this whole time you have this feeling, you just. I'm sick. I'm just, sick. Yeah. I'm sick. I know he's not. I just, you could read the coach. So immediately I was on the phone trying to figure out other teams like really fast because they, everybody's trying out right then and we had no other tryouts. Okay. I wanted to be on that team. You're finding option B. Yeah. For him. So as a parent, when you see something like that happen, you have to dig super deep. Like that was because I also was not asked back <laughs> and those were my friends. And mm -hmm. so all of a sudden me as, as a parent, I have to support him. I have to get him now on a new team because it's just me. His dad is not involved and I have to find a team and that's texting dads, which is always a little awkward anyway. Um, and I have to be able to portray this as a positive to him mm -hmm. when my heart is broken for him. Yeah. And we landed on a team that we love and this coach could not have been a better influence for my son. So lesson learned, the place you think you are supposed to be is not always the best place for your child. And that team actually had a horrible season the next year. They only won like two games the whole year. And the next year, the kids all left. It completely dissipated. Where we thrived. That's amazing. So grateful that that happened to us. Yes, I, you know, this is my story too. <laughs> The story, but you know what? If the athlete hasn't gone through a cut, getting cut situation, yeah, you haven't really, I would say you haven't really fully experienced the positive that can come out of that. And the life lesson, the toughness that comes out of that, because you know, he picked up and he said, Well, I'm still gonna play. You're not gonna yes. take a passion away from me. Right. You're not gonna take you cannot take a passion for a sport away from a child. And or a kid that is passionate. And it's so, it's hard for, I think it's hard as parents to watch that. And I'm sure I know my parents' hearts broke every time I was cut. And I was cut and I was cut and I was cut. And I still went on to play NCAA Division I hockey for one of the best universities so awesome. in, in, uh, in, the, in the world. So it's, it happens and it, you can bounce back. And actually the bouncing back just proves you're passionate. It proves your passion. Because if you didn't want to bounce back, you, you would have to question your passion. Well, and for him, the thing too was the team we landed on, the coach brought him in because he played on a big name team. They felt like they got him. Like, oh my gosh, we've landed this kid 
and he's going to be a leader of the pack. And so the other ones coming in, were like, Oh wow, you played for them. Oh wow. And we never said he got cut. We just said we made a change and it changed everything about his demeanor. Like he went from being, you know, on the bench to played every single game, almost every single inning. I mean, every minute. Mm -hmm. My child was seen for who he was and not for what that other coach felt. So sometimes a really hard lesson becomes an amazing gift. And you worked hard. It sounds like you worked hard to give that option B. Like you weren't deterred that this was the only option. It was the only one you had chosen at the moment, but then you pivoted when you knew. In, you knew that. Yeah. yeah. Well, like panic mode fast. And you're like, you don't want him to hear you on the phone and you can't be on the, you know, when he's around. But like your parents, you still show up and you don't give up and you go back and you do it again. And, you know, I'm the team mom at our, um, at our high school for, I have been for three years for the baseball team. And um, so I get a little bit bigger insight into what the coaches say. And mm -hmm. I get to hear things and see the texts. I'm on the group text with the boys. And I've learned a lot from, from listening to these coaches for the last three years also in how they inspire the boys and what they say to them. And I can tell you this, I would say 90% of the coaches that have been in our path have been cut more than one time. Mm -hmm. And they did not give up. They did not give up. And I love when they tell the stories. We had one that was cut for like four years, didn't make the team, didn't make the team, played at home. Ended up the only guy on the team made, played in college. And he was the one that was cut the most. But yeah. he got better. He worked harder. It was something he wanted. Like you said, they become more passionate about what they really want to do. So I, it, we, as hard of a lesson as it is, I think it's a great lesson. Like everybody should get cut. <laughs> I know. It's one of these, right? like you want to, uh, you want to shelter your children from it. It's awful. Yeah. yeah it's, it's one of, I can't imagine. I'm now I am starting to imagine because my little one is entering the sports world. So this is a part of it. Like what, what am I going to feel in that moment? And just hearing from you and hearing those emotions, I could, I could see it. I could see it. And I, now if I can, imagine the result of that and planning my making my plan B if my child is going to be in that situation where I know they're not a shoe in for a team and there was a chance they could get cut then for sure I am plan B I have plan B because if they're that passionate I should be as a parent you know looking for that other option for them in that instance and then it's it's a smoother path I think it also teaches them um, that they can work harder at something so that they're seen in a different way. So like you want to make sure that the coach, like I'll say to the twins, you know, they work really hard when they were freshmen, they made, var they made varsity, made varsity um, soccer as freshmen. Well, the juniors and seniors were really good. So if you want to play, you have to be seen. You have to be touching the, the coach. You have to like, I want to play. I want to be seen. I want to be the one. And I think that's also a good thing to teach your children too is make sure that the coach knows you want to play. I want to go the extra effort. I want to be there. I want to be that one. I, when Max played football, somebody said, follow the coach around and like at his back pocket. So he knows you want to go in. He has to know you want to go in. So um, I think that that's, that's a cool thing too, to teach your kids that, you know, make sure the coach 
knows who you are, that you're part of it. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. thing I did with my kids, with a lot of other kids, and I'll just say this because I, I know we don't have much more time, but I made all my kids go to each other's sports events. Oh, that's a good one. I know. I'm glad you said that. There's four of them. And I, and I did it for multiple reasons. I did it because they're siblings and they have to support each other. And I always say, you know, God gave you to each other. I didn't pick you. He did. So mm-hmm. like you're each other's gifts. I didn't, I'm out. I didn't pick you. So you got to support each other. Um, and number two, it allows, I think it teaches your children to recognize that not just their sport is a great sport. So you have these conversations, especially now I have three high schoolers and a college and they all get, you know, it's not a debate, but it's a discussion about sports. Well, I, you know, I practice harder or I play longer or I'm on the field. Okay. Well, mine don't really do that too much because they've watched the other ones play and they've watched the efforts, you know, we're playing in a hundred degree heat on baseball and the twins are playing in 35 degree weather and there's snow on the ground so you know heat extremes of temperatures yeah i think that it teaches your children to acknowledge that everybody's sport that they pick is important Mm -hmm. and that everybody's given different abilities and as a parent i think it is our job to capitalize on those abilities and what their sports are but also to make sure that the rest of the family um acknowledges that so that each child feels like they're important. Absolutely. That, I mean, my favorite family that I coached when I coached hockey, um, it was, was a family that they had four girls and they all played hockey and they all went to every one of the hockey game. It was like nuts for them, but they all did it and they were the cutest, so supportive of each other. It was beautiful to watch and you could just see the joy in, in this family, like as a unit was so much stronger than the ones who just didn't care. So it was, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think that's such a great lesson. Uh, so if we you know, go back uh, through the interview, we are following our passions, letting our kids follow our passion. Don't stress about the tryouts and getting cut because there's always a plan B if your kid is passionate enough. We're in you know, this, like you said, this land of plenty for sports. And staying together as a family unit, I think those are such beautiful things that you've shared with us, Julie, like really, really deep um, life lessons that you can learn from sports. I know that, uh, you know, my listeners are going to get a lot from this and that they should also check out, check out you, who you are, because you're a heart centered businesswoman, you're tough stuff um, coming from your own, you know, background of sports probably taught you that a little bit and um but share with them our listeners a little bit about what you do because i want to know because i want them to know what you do because it impacts also possibly where they're going when their kids um are ready to fly the coop <laughs> sure i um so my oldest is uh, going to be a senior this year in college and when she left the nest as you would say i um very apprehensive you know she was only going a couple hours away so super excited that she didn't, you know, go far. I always say to the kids, I have to be able to drive there in one day. Like I've got to be able to get to you. So that, that's, that's your parameter of where you can go. But as she got to, went to college, I realized that I was not prepared and there wasn't a place to be prepared. The things that I learned at the orientation from the university, um, didn't actually cover everything I needed. And friends didn't talk about, everything that had happened from roommates to grades, to being homesick, to getting sick. I thought the infirmary would take care of her and they were booked for three days and 
you know, I had to send her to a clinic and it was in the wrong zip code and she was scared and then they didn't take the credit card and then they wouldn't talk to me because she was 18. There were all these things I learned in the moment and I didn't feel like I could support her the way that I always had for 18 years. I was, I had her back and I had been her biggest advocate and her biggest fan. You know, I drive how many hours to go watch a four hour, you know, golf tournament. Mm -hmm. And now I felt like I just was failing. And so over the last couple of years, I have decided that I don't want moms to ever feel the way I felt that year. And I have put together, um, uh, like a course or a, a way to connect with other moms where I can share that experience of how to transition from senior year, which are all lasts for you as a mom, mm -hmm. last piano recital, last game, last, you know, choir concert, last, last, last. And you're dying and they're like going, woohoo, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going and you're like, it's like woohoo and boohoo. You can't like, it's the, you know, the two and how to transition all of those emotions as a mom to teaching and training and, and equipping your child as you release that grip well. And I just, I really am passionate about sharing that with other moms. So um, I put together like a little course, kind of like you teach people about, you know, nutrition and being excellent um, in their, in their sport. Um, I do that with moms transitioning from high school to college. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool stuff. Um, learning in advance. I have a fun, <laughs> so I have a few years to get ready for that. I'll be here for you. I am excited about that. So I'm so like, so happy you came on the show. You are one of the first super sports moms, which is so fitting and, um, really just great to have you. And I look forward to having you again, because I know there's more stories we didn't get to. Yeah, there might be. <laughs> All right. Bye, Judy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Super Sports Mom podcast, where my wish is that you feel more empowered than ever to support your young athlete. If you enjoy what you heard, I invite you to review the podcast, share it, and jump over to the podcast page, bit.ly forward slash Super Sports Mom, where we keep upping our game as super moms and moms of super kids. Until next time.